Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. This is the morning warm up. This is episode 18. We've done, we feel like we're doing this almost every day, which we are five days a week, 6am Eastern time, we stream live here on the YouTube channel. And as I say all the time, I wish I committed to seven days a week, because this type of start to my day, even at five days a week feels like I need to do it an extra two. But for now, we will stick to five days a week, 6am Eastern time and also available on demand here on the YouTube channel, as well as audio version on all major podcast platforms. I want to start off as we always try to do sometimes I jump into the topic a little bit too quickly, but I want to start off with uh, gra gratitude and my immense gratitude to everybody joining me live here and also listening or viewing on demand uh, definitely helps get me motivated to get up early in the morning, get my workout in and come here and have a routine and a structure to be with you live every single morning during the week. So the title of this episode is embracing your flaws. And every time I come up with one of these titles, which by the way, it was completely different up until 545 this morning. And then as I always do something in my heart speaks to me and says, this is really what you should be talking about. It's, it's kind of like a wrestling match that when you go out there, and you assume what the crowd's going to do, you assume how you're it's kind of like assuming how your day is going to go in which you can have a self fulfilling prophecy. But at the same time, there's always these curveballs, there's always these things, whether you want to view them as positive or negative, that you would need to adjust and pretty much go in a direction that you were not planning on. And I've learned to embrace that not so much a flaw, but embrace the fact that no matter what I plan to do, no matter what topics I write in my notes app, on my iPhone, that around 545 45am, maybe even a little bit later, I'm possibly going to change that up. Now I have it documented. So I can touch back on that subject if I need to, or if it speaks within my heart to do so. But I embrace that I embrace that there's going to be this kind of sudden influx of an epiphany or a stream of consciousness or anything else or a message that says this is what you should be talking about. So embracing your flaws. Sounds cliche, like a lot of the titles seem to do, but there is a lot of depth. There is a lot to that. Because we live in a day and age and we live in a world where it seems like nobody is allowed to be anything short of an expert. And that's really sad. Because embracing the journey, embracing your flaws and seeing growth within yourself or even actually appreciating the growth of others. And I have that enjoying the success of others, but also enjoying their journey and watching them grow, whether it be as a person as a brand a business, uh, career wise, fitness wise, whatever it might be. There needs to be that journey, there needs to be mistakes, there needs to be a point where you may document as I do on YouTube as I do in these warm up shows every morning as I do through social media as I do in the podcast, when I tell certain stories, uh, and almost make fun of the mistakes I made along the way. It seems like today that is not allowed. If you are not an expert right out of the gate, if you're not 
the reverse of the learning journey. If you're always automatically coming out to be an expert at something, then most times, at least on the online world, you will be trolled, you will be bestowed hate upon, you will be criticized to, to a degree that may be uncomfortable for you. And that really is a shame because uh, as Ben says, Ben Hameen, very good friend and also co-host of a lot of podcasts I do, a rising tide raises all ships. I believe that's the, that's the saying. I usually botch that, but you get what I'm saying. Uplifting people from afar, uplo uplifting people with a simple positive comment as we get a lot of these in the chat room. And I do check them out after I'm done streaming, but sometimes I just want to be focused on the message and not be even though positively distracted, I, I, I read all the comments after the stream is over. So I do appreciate that support. And those kinds of things are great. But for the most part, especially in the fitness and the technology realm of YouTube, and this is where over the course since 2007 have been the two main categories that I have participated in and grown brands using mostly YouTube as a medium to grow these brands and businesses. Now wrestling's totally different because of the character or whatever it might be. I have a pretty thick skin when it comes to that because I can kind of disassociate to that you're, you're, you're making fun of the character or you're putting down the character or the character lost the match. You can see how the mindset with that can kind of separate reality from fantasy. But with the YouTube realm, I am much more vulnerable. I am much more transparent as myself, even though my name is my wrestling name. It's still essentially me as a person that puts myself out there each and every day or however many times I upload videos, even shows like this. People will criticize and people will put you down to hopefully try to raise themselves up and make themselves feel better. These are people that, that I really do feel bad for. Any thumbs down or any negative comments or anybody who lashes out and takes the time to write a two to three paragraph comment about how much they hate what you put up on YouTube to try to inspire others is, is quite sad. But you don't have to participate in that world, and it's so much easier to participate in that than rising above it or separating yourself to try to have your own positive journey, whatever it might be. It's very poisonous, but it's very easy to get caught up. Drama is very exciting to most people. Drama is, is sort of like a dopamine hit. Uh, drama can, can really have that rush of excitement or that high for people sometimes because it's much more interesting than a boring morning warm-up podcast that's trying to spread positivity. I'm speaking of the world in general. I'll give you an example, too, that there was, a, there was a comment. It was pretty positive, but most of them were negative comments on a video that I uploaded quite some time ago about Simple and Sinister, which is a kettlebell workout that was developed uh, from Pavel Totseling, the father of the kettlebell. If I mispronounce his last name, I apologize. But I seem to get a lot of hate for that because I approach that video, as I do a lot of videos actually, even in the fitness thing, if it's something brand new, I don't edit out the mistakes. 
I don't edit out. I don't wait till I'm good enough, so to say, to upload that. And now with the resistance band programs and the things that I, that I sell as a business, of course, I'm going to be more proficient before I put anything out. I'm not going to put out a, an alpha or beta version of something just to make the money. That that's a responsibility that I take very seriously, but as a reviewer or somebody documenting a journey and embracing my flaws and documenting my flaws on YouTube, it can get quite negative and when people say certain things and trust me I, the the cliche thing to say it doesn't get to me and at this point it really doesn't because i have the perspective of especially doing this each and every morning to set myself up in the best possible mindset to be able to to build an armor to that kind of stuff so i'm leaving this kind of like as a message to everybody out there who is thinking about creating a brand, creating a YouTube channel, creating a podcast, doing anything like that. And my wife has, has um, had this paralysis by analysis and also many other people, including myself, for the past 18 months, I've wanted to do this show but didn't realize it. But I wanted it to be perfect. And I wanted it to be what it would be from episode one on. But what I did was I wasted almost 18 months in my mind because I could have just gotten started and figured it out through the 10,000 hour rule, through practice, through just an organic growth of what I wanted it to become. My wife, when she started the Career Junkie podcast, and she still kind of sometimes backs up and isn't sure it's the right thing, isn't sure it's good enough. And I'll tell you what, she has a a much more professional voice than myself and most of the podcasters out there. She, I tell her, could have an amazing content creation, radio, TV, voiceover, whatever she wants to do. Her voice is, and I'm not being biased here being her husband, but her voice is so professional and sounds like something I would hear on a radio commercial, something I would hear on a voiceover for a commercial, uh, a voiceover on an audio book. It is that good. But... She just, you know, fights that. And we all have that in us where we fight the confidence sometimes. Sometimes we fight the confidence at times to embrace the flaws and become better. But also when we're really good, we almost embrace the flaws to a negative or create the flaws within ourselves to kind of knock us down a peg. It's a very interesting dynamic. But she thought the first episodes of the Career Junkie podcast may not have been that good. She thought that sometimes she would not do a good enough job as a host. She, what she was feeling was not being portrayed in a way that people heard, which was she didn't feel like it sounded structured, professional. It didn't sound like it was a highly produced podcast. And right out of the gate, it's it's been amazing. you know. And, and like I said, I'm not being biased because I want it to sound the best it can. I want her to be the best podcast host that she can. And she's just inspiring to see that. Now on the other end, most podcasts when I started in 2007, and most podcasts today, and this is not a negative. Matter of fact, I give people a lot of credit for this. Most podcasts out there, the first 10, 20, even 50 episodes can be painful. They will suck. Mine sucked. 
the audio sucked. We didn't have, actually, it was that long ago, we didn't even have really good USB microphones. I think there was only one that was made from Rode, and it was $200. And if you're starting a podcast, spending $200 back then was, was a lot of money. And you don't want to spend the money if you're not sure you're going to be committed. So the audio sucked. The presentation sucked. Uh, I tried to do it as a one-man show back then, too. It sucked. It wasn't, it didn't flow. I didn't feel it. It wasn't organized. It wasn't structured. It wasn't all the things that her podcast and a lot of podcasts from the gate were. But what I did was back then without realizing it is I embraced the suck. I embraced the flaws and just pushed through because I actually enjoyed doing it. And I knew deep down that eventually I would figure it out. Eventually that piece of equipment would come along, that microphone, that piece of software or hardware that would improve that. And until that time, I was going to figure it out and try to find a format and a structure. And it was still 20, 30 episodes in. I, we, I had a co-host. I had a few co-hosts all over the years. And it still didn't feel quite right, even though we were gaining traction. But along the line and along the way, we embraced the flaws. We embraced the, the shortcomings in our podcast and even the YouTube channel. Audio sucked. I was using an iPhone, maybe not even an iPhone, I think. I was using a regular point and shoot. The audio was terrible because I didn't want to buy Final Cut Pro 7. At the time, it was super expensive, and I really didn't know how to edit video. So think about that, too. Right now, I edit, I film, edit, produce all the videos for Stevie Richards Fitness, as well as the YouTube channel, and then what we do here. Uh, streaming it live makes it easy, but I produce, pre-produce and post-produce the content. I didn't have those skills when I started. I didn't have those skills 10, 15 years ago, but I worked at it. I worked at it. I worked at it. I worked at it. And the videos, if you look at the early videos here on the YouTube channel, they're terrible. I'm just reaching around a tripod. I didn't even have an overhead camera rig. They don't, those didn't even exist at a, at a price point that I could afford. But I, but I pushed through. I embraced the flaws. I embraced the flaws of what I had and what I didn't have, and I tried to push through. And I put that 10,000 hour or even 2,000 videos or whatever it was or 1,000 podcast episodes, whatever number one you want to commit yourself to. And I just kept doing it. And that journey continues today. I embraced, embraced the flaws of my workflow. I embraced the flaws even of my brand, even of how I created the PDFs or the videos. Those can always be improved upon. Now, like I said, if when selling the stuff, obviously I need a certain level of quality, a certain level of infrastructure, a certain level of support. And a certain level of dedication to that business, that brand, and especially the people that invest in the programs, videos, services, all that stuff. So, but if I didn't have the flaws and the awful output for a long time, I wouldn't have got to that point. So bringing it back around, this is, this is what I really hope and pray for each and every day whenever I see people trying to start brands and businesses or any kind of journey, whether it be career, fitness, podcast, personal journey, learning the pianos I have off camera here or anything like that. I hope and pray people can ignore the noise of the people trying to push you down or people trying to get you 
to do worse in your life so they can feel better about themselves. It really is something out there that needs to be fully addressed in your mind and in your heart and overcome. It's very easy when you have 99 people telling you how great you are. It's very, very easy when you have that to believe it or not. And we've all done it. 99 people will tell you how great your workout program, your video, your job, whatever you're doing. But that one person puts you down. What do you pay attention to? Now, if you have 99 people in an echo chamber and you're looking for constructive criticism and that one person offers you constructive criticism, that's totally different. But you need to acknowledge what the difference is. You need to recognize and have the awareness of what the difference is. And you need to surround yourself with people that are going to coach you hard. But they're also going to lift you up. They're also going to, the rising tide raises all ships. I hope that's the way you say it. And that's what you need to do. And that's what I need to do each and every day. And some days I fall short. And some days, of course, the poison takes over and, and the fight the next day is that much harder. So it's a skill and it's also a shield. It's a, it's a piece of armor that you need to build up around yourself to really embrace everything and feel like you're making progress because believe it or not, this is, this, this is the weird part. When you make mistakes, and this is weird for the world, not weird to me, maybe not weird to you hearing this or watching this. The mistakes are what makes you better. That's it. It's easy as that. So it's almost like being hurt and wrestling. Let's go back to a wrestling analogy very quickly. And I think I've said this anyway. Hey, I'm hurt anyway. I might as well finish the match. I might as well do it. This is, this is sort of something that could fester into something a little bit worse. So I might as well embrace it to try to see how I can make the most out of this or fix this situation. Maybe not the best analogy, but you view your mistakes or, hey, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like the piano over here, like I was saying earlier. It's frustrating. It really is. It's very hard. Not, not only just playing with one hand, but then combining it with the second hand. I'm awful. I suck at it. It doesn't, my brain has not been wired correctly to do that. However, if I don't keep practicing, if I don't keep putting it on the desk here, and if I don't keep sucking at it, if I don't keep making mistakes, how am I going to get better? I'm not going to wake up one day and just be better. Now, I might if I'm putting in hours and hours of practice and enjoying it and embracing it and knowing that I'm not going to have it all figured out. And even at the end of my life, at the end of all our lives, we probably won't have it all figured out. And that's why embracing the journey and embracing the flaws along the way make it more enjoyable as you improve. And we told, Ben and I told, uh, we had a consultation yesterday with a young man, and we told him that once you get it out of your mind that you're not going to have it all figured out, once you get it into your mind that you say, okay, this is going to suck and I'm not going to be good, but the more I do it, there's a chance I could get better. There's about a 100% chance, 100% chance you're going to get better if you work at it, truly work at it and make the mistakes and repeat the mistakes and repeat the mistakes until they become success. And once you realize you don't have it all figured out, think about how much less stress you put on yourself. 
I haven't mastered it yet. There are days where I think I should have it all figured out, but then I work hard to realize and make the realization that I do not have it all figured out and I need to, I need to figure it out. And I know it may take a lifetime and it still might not come, but I will be just a little bit better tomorrow than I was today. I'm a little bit better today than I was yesterday. And then the day after tomorrow, God willing, if I wake up and I'm alive, I will do my damnedest to be better that day than the day before. So that is about it. Embrace your flaws. Embrace them. It's the only way you're going to grow. Nobody is an expert coming out of the womb. Nobody's an expert coming out of school. Nobody's an expert uh, getting a certificate, getting a diploma. Nobody's an expert starting any journey. No one's an expert in the middle of any journey. And we don't even quite know what the start or the middle is because every day is a blessing. We don't know how long this life is going to last. So make the most out of it. Embrace your flaws, embrace your mistakes, and they will become success for you. Okay, guys, thank you so much. This is episode number 18, Embrace Your Flaws. Please do that. Try your best. And I haven't said this before, but you can always reach out. You can always email me, stevierichardsfitness at gmail.com. Uh, you can always message me on Instagram at Stevie Richards. If you have any questions or if you have any comments about this show, I appreciate any, any feedback, any constructive criticism on how I can make this better produced here on the YouTube channel or even on the audio version. But for right now, I wanted to concentrate on the content and keep it as Spartan as I can, keep it as content-oriented as I can. But inside me, I want to I overproduce this and make it into a TV show. But content is king. Remember that, too, if you're starting anything. Don't worry so much about the fluff around whatever. If you got to speak into an iPhone to create your podcast, if you got to speak into an iPhone, or if you're going to have that terrible audio for a little bit uh, with iPhone video, do it. Get out there, as my friend Hayden, Hayden says, very inspirational guy, do something. Go out there and do something. Thank you, guys. God bless each and every one of you. See you tomorrow. Have a great day.